Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Here in 2018, we've got some really great interviews lined up. In today's episode, you'll hear from a nutrition support expert, Joe Bulata. So today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, Joseph Bulata, who is an internationally recognized expert in nutrition support. Joe is a clinical professor at the Drexel University with a clinical practice site within a clinical nutrition support services at the hospital of the University of Pennsylvania. Joe received his doctorate from the University of Maryland uh, following degrees in both nutrition science and in pharmacy. Joe, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thanks very much, Hillary. Glad to be here with you. Great. Well, now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro and maybe share a little bit about your personal life. Uh, sure. Um, it was quite a mouthful that you had there to, to share about me. Um, yeah, I, I uh, um, tend to describe myself as having been in school almost forever. Um, <laughs> so I went to school for like nine years. So I got my degrees in nutrition science, as you said, and then I'm old school. So I had to do an undergrad in pharmacy before the PharmD and did a residency and a, and a fellowship um, after that. Um, and couldn't quite seem to totally get away from from the university setting. So for most of my career, I've been a um, clinician slash educator. Um, I guess we tend to describe that sometimes as having two jobs with just one salary, but um, in fact, it's actually very rewarding to to both be um, on faculty and still uh, keep my hand in, in clinical practice. Um, <clears throat> I've actually, as you said, my, my current role, uh, academic role, is um, in a department of nutrition sciences. So I've actually, um, you know, brought together all my years of nutrition science experience and pharmacy and pharmacy sciences um, together, um, where I still take care of patients a few days a week and uh, work in, um, in academia here um, with our undergrad, masters, and, and PhD um, students that are in nutrition science. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> well, so Joe, tell us a bit about how you got interested in the field of nutrition support. You know, uh, a long time ago. So uh, initially, when I first went away to college, I, I wanted to do nutrition because I thought, you know, it was a uh, it was a new science at the time, and I sort of had this interest in like sports medicine, nutrition, and found out that well, they didn't really do that yet. So it was all just basic nutrition. And then I had this really cool course in pharmacology as part of my nutrition program. And I was like, pharmacology, this was like awesome. I'm like, so this is like the molecules and the body and getting things to work. And so I was like, I got to figure out a way to do this nutrition and this pharmacology thing. And so then, you know, long story short, went to pharmacy school um, and realized that, hey, there is this aspect of, of pharmacy that specializes in clinical nutrition. So um, I was able to, to kind of meld those two things uh, together. 
um, you know, got, I took advantage of, you know, rotations, like surgery rotation, where you got to do a lot of nutrition support um, and a nutrition support rotation by itself. And uh, after I finished residency, I decided to do a fellowship just in, in nutrition support. So that was, um, that was great. Um, had great mentors uh, all along the way. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you were kind of able to, to uh, put together both of your passions and, and now are um, using all of those skills. Uh, so, Joe, what are some of the big things kind of happening in the area of nutrition support uh, that we need to know about? Well, I think it's important. And, and uh, uh, several of my colleagues, pharmacy colleagues in nutrition support have, have realized that in pharmacy, we probably uh, at least in school and maybe in residency, we don't probably get as much, we don't learn as much about nutrition support as, as well, people like me might think we should. Um, and there's really a lot for for pharmacists uh, to be involved with, with, with nutrition support, um, whether it's parenteral nutrition, uh, enteral nutrition, uh, dietary supplementation, um, you know, drug nutrient interactions. There's actually a, a larger area, I might even call it nutritional pharmacotherapy, um, a lot of uh, aspects of nutrition that really, you know, no other health care provider is going to, uh, is really going to be able to, to lead or to, to speak to. Um, uh, so not physicians, not dietitians, not nurses. Um, and there are some practice settings that I've visited where people rely on the pharmacy to know a lot about nutrition. And unfortunately, they don't always have that. <laughs> so um, there has been a, a big move in the last couple of years to put together a number of um, uh, clinical guidelines and, and competency documents uh, to really help support uh, pharmacists and the pharmacy profession uh, to maintain that really, really critical involvement in um, the care of patients who get uh, nutrition support. Well, yeah, that t that definitely makes sense. And so, Joe, you've been an investigator on a number of grant-funded research projects. Uh, you've been performing uh, the, this research and getting published in areas of nutrition, gastroenterology, and critical care, authoring over 60 chapters and papers in peer-reviewed journals. So can you tell us a little bit about your work in this research area? Sure. I don't know where you got all that information. You've been doing some some good uh, good background work. work. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah, so I, so I do wear several hats. So I got the clinician hat on. I got the educator hat on. And I can't help but, uh, you know, get involved in some, some scholarship, I guess we ought to call it. Um, which for me, it's not always necessarily like research, research, um, but, uh, you know, trying to answer questions, like how best to answer, um, to address unanswered questions that that usually are like clinically relevant questions, I guess I would say. Um, mm -hmm. So I mean, certainly I've, I've been involved in a number of clinical uh, trials, um, you know, kind of probably what a lot of people uh, get involved with. But uh, quite honestly, there, there'll be questions that come up in clinical practice and you say, well, I don't know, let's go, let's go look this up and no one's ever studied it. And you approach, you know, the pure researchers and they don't really understand why you want to ask the questions you're asking. So after a while, I got tired and I decided, well, I can do some of these smaller projects myself. Um, and that, that's really what we've done. I've done 
uh, some projects having to do with drug nutrient interactions. We've uh, uh, done some things with what did we do a couple of years ago? Oh, with uh, pancreatic enzymes. Uh, you know, how do you administer those to patients who are being tube fed? Um, so we actually did a, a quick uh, study in the lab. Um, we're able to bring that into practice. Um, we published oh, wow. that. Yeah, so it's it's those. It's nothing really earth shattering. It's just like smaller projects that you just say, well, you know, if someone else is answering, why I might as well try, um, and you know, have support of of uh, my colleagues, and and uh, we've, we've done uh, done quite a bit of work. Uh, we're looking right now at some. Um, again, having to do with administering medications to patients who have a feeding tube in place, so enteral nutrition. Um, and amazingly enough, there's really not a whole lot of data on like how to do this. And it turns out that our nursing colleagues make up stuff all the time, um, trying to help the patient give them give them their meds through a tube. But there's actually a lot more science to it, a lot of, uh, I guess I'd say, basic pharmaceutics to know about. Um, so we're actually... Uh, doing some things in the lab, looking at osmolarities and viscosities of meds and trying to come up with a more rational approach on uh, how pharmacists can actually administer those to the patients so the drugs still work without being toxic. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's wonderful that you're kind of uh, answering the the questions that are most needed in the, this field and and helping to kind of standardize I guess some some of the practice areas um, where you know there there might be um, some specific questions and things yep, absolutely. so Joe and and I guess a lot of this has been probably adopted by Aspen and other uh, nutrition organizations that are kind of the, the thought leaders for that space? Uh, yeah, I've been very fortunate to work with Aspen. So for those that may not know, the American Society for Parenteral and Enteral Nutrition. Um, so it's a, well, it's national, but it's really an international um, uh, organization representing uh, all professions, including pharmacists. And um I've done some work with them, been fortunate to be on some of the task forces uh, looking at uh, safety with enteral nutrition and safety with uh, parenteral nutrition. Um, and again, uh, the pharmacist role is so exceedingly important um, that, yeah, we've certainly put together guidelines specific for pharmacists and, and competency uh, documents uh, as well, um, hoping that um, you know, national practice will, will continue to evolve and improve. Wonderful. And Joe, you've, you wear many hats. So, you know, the clinician, the, the educator, um, you're involved in several professional organizations. Can you tell us maybe about some of the biggest, uh, successes in your career and, and what are some of the takeaways from that? Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I don't like to really <laughs> um, I don't know what my successes are. I guess I, I'm, I am where I am right now just because of, of working hard and having great mentors and, and great support uh, folks uh, all around me. But if I were going to, you know, uh, I guess if we're, if we're speaking to some of the younger uh, pharmacists out there, um, I would say, you know, always be, be ready to collaborate with, with others. Um, always look for opportunities because they're usually unexpected opportunities for learning, for teaching, for collaborating, for, for serving, you know, volunteering to, to do, um, you know, do something. They uh, usually have some, some rewarding aspects to them. Um, I certainly 
um, when you do dive in to, to do something collaborative with, with others, you always, of course, want to make sure you do get credit for what you're doing. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you have to think beyond yourself and uh, uh, we, we sort of take that, that clinical charge to, um, uh, to care for our patients, but sometimes you have to do that indirectly, um, working with others, whether it's in research, whether it's working on policies and procedures, whether it's uh, working on regional or even national um, task forces and committees and, and such. I don't know if that... Well, you've, yes, that you've had your fair share of, of leading in all of those ways. And I think that's such an important point that you bring up about um, being able to collaborate because, you know, as, as healthcare has, has been changing and, and is changing, you know, we're moving away from kind of more of that siloed approach where, you know, oh, you, you go to your doctor, then you go to your pharmacist, then you, you know, um, and, and that collaboration is just so important because, you know, you've got your nutrition support team and on your team, you may have, you know, registered dietitians and, you know, you've got your, your physician that's prescribing and you've got your pharmacist. And so that's such a great point to, share with um, these younger student pharmacists or younger pharmacists out there or, or anyone um, the importance of being able to play nice and work well with others. And, um, you know, I think a lot of the really great work uh, that happens is is done in collaboration. You get your best results. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And you never know uh, something you may think is relatively minor turns out to be, um, you know, a quite, quite a critical, uh, uh task or, or a job that you do. And sometimes you end up with some lifelong colleagues as, as a result. Right. Absolutely. So speaking of healthcare and all of the changes, how are you staying current with what's going on in the pharmacy field. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> we do have to sleep sometimes. Um, um, yeah, I mean, certainly staying up to uh, up to speed in terms of uh, picking up my, you know, AJHP each month. Yes, I'm old-fashioned. I still read hard copy um, and just kind of uh, trying to stay on top of where, where the pharmacy world is. But, you know, it's, it, it, it's I don't know, we, we, when I was younger, we used to think we could, kind of tell what the future was going to be in pharmacy and here's where it's going to go. And um, I'm not so sure anymore we can we can always predict what's going to happen. But it's, it's really, I think, up to each of us and especially the younger uh, folks out there to to really create that that future for pharmacy. I, I think things look good um, for for us as a profession. Things have changed. We are more uh, collaborative. Um, um, and I would just encourage the younger folks to to really pick up the mantle and um, yeah, do do their best, create their their own future. Don't wait for someone else to uh, to hand you things or create things for you. Uh, you know, specialize in, in the area. That's always important, <laughs> whether it's a, a patient population or a therapeutic area. Get to know everything. You know, make yourself somewhat indispensable, I guess. Um, and and things fall into place. Yes, that that's great advice. And and you're you've already been hitting on all of kind of a lot of the the topics uh, or the question that I usually ask all of my guests at the end, which is. What is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career? So um, I think that, you know, the collaboration, making yourself indispensable, 
finding your niche, uh, all of those things that you've kind of been sharing are, are just so helpful and, and important. You might have any some other kind of bits of wisdom that you'd like to kind of share with, with that group. Um, yeah, it's interesting that you, you uh, uh, described it as, as advice you might give to your younger self. <laughs> I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure I would have listened uh, to my older self, but I would have told myself, you're on target, like just be prepared for anything, <laughs> um, uh, any opportunities that, that come along. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think um, one of the, one of the areas I know there was, you know, over the years, there's always been this discussion in pharmacy about, you know, are we uh, truly patient focused? Are we still product focused? Um, and for some reason, we battle that out still. I'm not sure we have to do that. Um, we, we, we're supposed to be uh, patient focused. <laughs> um, and uh, sometimes the practice settings um, will dictate what, what pharmacists will do. But I've seen uh, in a few more places now where, where pharmacists have um, either created a, and this is more in, in hospital or healthcare system type settings, where the pharmacy will um, have either a, a, an entire division uh, dedicated to uh, clinical practice, um, or in other places, models where the uh, clinical pharmacist who specialize in one area or another actually ends up working rather than for the pharmacy department with one of the um, larger clinical departments. So, you know, maybe in the Department of Surgery or Infectious Diseases, et cetera. Um, so I, I'm too old to figure out whether that's going to be a, a good model or not, but it would be interesting uh, to see how, how, that, um, how that evolves um, in the years to come. Yeah, for, definitely. And so, Joe, kind of we've hit on it a little bit, but what is kind of most exciting to you about the future of pharmacy? Uh, that we're always going to be needed. <laughs> the, I mean, that's, you know, there, there were always the pessimists out there that say, well, our jobs are going to be taken away by nurse practitioners or we're not. no, there's, there's plenty of knowledge. There's plenty of opportunity. Um, you know, keep in mind that the, the basic foundations in pharmacy, uh, you know, those pharmaceutical sciences and those kinds of things that that belongs to us and as a profession and there are ways of making that pertinent in any kind of a, a clinical practice you're you're in so bringing that science into into clinical practice um the future is bright for for pharmacy um all kinds of new products coming out more of this nanotechnology um there, you know there, there's going to be plenty of, uh, of opportunities for, for pharmacists that, again, work hard, uh, you know, uh, make themselves somewhat indispensable um, and, and collaborate with others. Yes, I, I love it. Um, and I think I heard at the ASHP conference, somebody mentioned there's about 147 different areas of pharmacy to practice wow. in. Wow. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt sure. it. That's, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, you know, I mean, I think the, the sky's the limit. I think as we continue to look towards how pharmacy being the drug experts really are bringing value in all of the different areas 
to provide for better patient care, just as you've mentioned, um, that we've got a really bright future ahead and um, really exciting to see where, where all that takes us. Yeah, so, so many bright, bright young folks coming into pharmacy and um, all this technology, and they're able to do it, all this technology. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joe, I am so glad that Phil Ayers, a fellow nutrition support expert of yours and a former guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, recommended that we have you on the show. It has been a pleasure talking with you today. Uh, same here, Hillary. Uh, nice to speak with you and uh, uh, everyone that's out there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. And be sure to check out our Facebook page, which is Pharmacy Advisory Group, and the website, www.pharmacyadvisory.com, where you can find show notes and other interesting information about our guests. And you can also sign up to be a part of the Pharmacy Advisory Group Insights Council, where you can stay on top of all of the latest things happening in pharmacy. Thanks and stay tuned for next week's episode with Todd Sorensen.